The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. What were your in the arena moments this year? Hey listeners, welcome to In the Arena. I'm Jackie Goldberg. And I'm Leah Smart. And today we're going to take some time to just reflect. We were talking about how we might want to think about the subject matter of this particular episode. As the year comes to a wrap, there's a lot of space to actually stop and think about what's happened in your year. And, you know, we all have a new year that comes about, our calendar year 2020 that's coming up. And what Jackie and I wanted to do is just take a moment to say what's happened and also hopefully share some lessons with you all about our podcast. And the reason is because we're thinking about the fact that this podcast has really been an example for us of creating something that was just an idea. And we really want to take some time to share how we did that so that hopefully you have takeaways that are inspiring for you around whatever it is that you want to create. Yeah. And we talk a lot on this podcast about setting goals and creating a vision for yourself. Even our second episode, Vision to Values, was all about this. And so It's really a wonderful time at the end of the year to reflect back on some of those goals that you set for yourself. And this is a really exciting episode for us Mm -hmm. because we get to chat about what this year was like, what we learned from it, and share some of those things with our listeners, as you said. Yeah. So about a year plus ago, I'd say October, November of 2018, Leah and I were sitting on a couch in one of our apartments and having some deep conversation And just together with our combined values and desire to make a big impact in this world and really to bring in some of the topics that we spoke about all year into the workplace, we decided that we wanted to start a podcast. And that was it. I think that was it, meaning once the two of us decided that we wanted it, we knew that it was something that we were going to do. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the first lesson that we both learned or wanted to share with our listeners, that if you know you want to do something and you believe that you can do it, the first step is just committing to the desire to do it and taking it from there. That commitment and that decision to take your vision and go for it is the first step. And deciding you're going to put the wheels in motion is a really big piece, right? We decide we want to do things and then we might look back and go, oh, it's been a year since I said I wanted to do that thing. But it's putting the wheels in motion to get yourself on the track. And that's really when the rubber meets the road is, okay, well, how do we do this? And I think the lesson that we learned from that was just taking one small step, one small action, and seeing how one small action leads to something else and leads to something else. As long as you're committed to that higher goal, which we were, and we talk a a lot about commitment versus circumstances. I know we've, we've spoken about this on a previous episode, is when you are committed to something so deeply, you're really doing whatever it takes to get there. When you're failing, when you're getting, you know, hit and it hurts, you're you're continuing to work at it. When you're letting circumstances get in the way, which they always were, 
you, it allows you to move away from that commitment. So being committed and then taking that first step. For us, it was actually using our network here at LinkedIn, which obviously we are LinkedIn, we're a professional network, but it really came down to contacting someone that we thought could maybe help us. And he kind of put us in touch with one person who put us in touch with another person. And that's what got us started. I want to pause on that because there's something really important about remembering your network. Jackie and I could not have done this by ourselves. And so it's remembering that you have the idea, you have the vision, and other people are generally there to help you along the way, just like you're there to help other people along the way. So remembering the people around you is really important and the domino effect of your network. Yeah. And I, I also want to double down on that because I think as as our listeners, as you have goals that you plan to put in place for this following year, we're coming up towards the end of the year, we're going into 2020, think about who you can lean on, who you can ask for support, for resources, for help, because to your point, we, we could not have done it alone. So once we got started into doing the podcast, it was one of those things where it became a reality pretty fast. Yeah. I'd say we started recording, I think, in December and January. We didn't launch our first episodes until April, but we launched it a few at a time. But we really got the ball moving. And it was one of those things where we were in it, but it was almost like we were moving with it, that it was hard to almost step back and be like, wow, we're actually putting this into action. Would you yeah. agree? Yeah. It's like a weird, it's a very weird thing because a lot of times, and this maybe goes to this more, uh, this bigger idea of vision is a lot of times we feel like our vision is so far off or it's impossible or like, I can't even imagine ever getting that thing. And when you get it, you're like, oh wait, now, now it's happening. Now I'm, I'm in it. And what that does is it expands your consciousness. It makes you realize that so many of the things that we put so far out there are so unattainable are not unattainable. We are just creating a belief system that they are. So I think there's some serious power in the fact that there is this process, and we'll talk a little bit more about this later, but there is this process of you know, having this big vision and then it coming to fruition and going, oh my God, we're just sitting in the podcast studio like we do once a month. Right? Yeah. It doesn't feel so so wild and unreachable anymore. But one of the things that happens, I think, and as we talk about vision, is there are a lot of things that get in the way of us actually achieving our vision or our goals. And what we found in discussing this is there are all sorts of things we can rattle off that are experiences that we had, both with the podcast, but in other areas of our life. But generally, it's actually just us that get in our own way of achieving what we want to achieve. And there are many ways we do that. But I think one of the biggest things, kind of to Jackie's point earlier, is all of a sudden we've got a podcast and it's it's out there and it's public and people are listening to it. And for me, one of the biggest things that I had to deal with is just the recognition that our voices were out there, that we had authored these episodes and we had decided how we were going to speak about things and that we were now open to criticism from Anybody who wanted to listen to it, whether they knew us or not, and probably even more difficult for me was like people that knew me listening mm-hmm. to this podcast and going, oh, my God, what are, what are they going to think of me? Yeah, I think the open to criticism piece is huge. We really had to discuss amongst both of us that we were OK if people didn't like what we had to say. Mm-hmm. You know, something that we had to learn was when you are in a position of sharing out more broadly, not everyone is going to agree with you. Not everyone is going to want to listen. And that's OK. Mm-hmm. I can say for me personally, that is hard. And I know for you, too, because we've spoken about it. And I'd say for a lot of people, that's probably hard because we want people to like us. Mm-hmm. We want people to enjoy what we have to say. For those of you listeners who are familiar 
familiar with the Enneagram. It's a personality type test. There are nine numbers. I am an Enneagram type two. It's called the helper. And one of the shadows, so to speak, or one of the things that comes with a type two is that we really care what others think of us. And we do a lot of people pleasing, right? That's just natural in the way that we go about our daily lives. And so knowing my type and also putting something out there in the universe like this podcast, I really had to look within and be say to myself, it's okay if people don't like what you have to say or don't agree with you. And and being okay with that is was the first step for me to kind of grow into doing this. Yeah. And once you start doing it, you realize you've got to tamp some of that stuff down or you won't be able to use your own voice anymore. Mm. And so, yeah, I feel like I struggled with that also. I think going out and doing something that's different or brave or courageous, people will love you and people will hate you. And those are extremes, right? But I'm just going to give those to you. And the way that we actually even titled this podcast was because of Brene Brown sharing out Theodore Roosevelt's speech around the man in the arena. And the way that she would talk about the people that typically tend to criticize us when we go and do things that are brave or courageous or public is those are the cheap seats. Those are people in the cheap seats sitting at the very top of that arena, and they aren't going in themselves. And that was part of the reason we even wanted to start this podcast was because we wanted to show that we were willing to go do this and get into the arena. And it's sort of like an output of going into the arena is people will look at you and go, oh, how, how dare she think she can do this? Or how dare he think he can do this? Or who is he or she to talk about that thing? They don't act like that all the mm-hmm. time, right? Yeah. Um, or they're not perfect, right? And, and this is a really interesting space. I was recently listening to a podcast from Pema Chodron and Oprah, and Pema was talking about, if you aren't familiar with her, she's an incredible author. She's a Buddhist. And she was talking about the fact that she had had this experience 15 years ago where she had done something that some that came back on her and was published publicized and it was embarrassing for her. And the hard part, one of the hard parts is that she is this incredible light, enlightened person and she still did something wrong. And people mm-hmm. can say, hey, oh, well, she, if she's this way, how dare she talk about it? What you recognize is where we are, particularly in the arena, is a really sensitive place because we're talking about things that are practices that we may not always do perfectly. Yeah. And we had to be okay with that going yeah. in. And I think I will never forget the moment for me Uh, After one of our first recordings, I was listening to an episode on my walk to work, re-listening to it for the first time. And all of a sudden, it came to me that this was public. I think it was probably the first time that we put it on on iTunes or Spotify. Not the first time that we recorded, but it was the first time that we had launched it and I was re-listening to it. And all of a sudden, it hit me that this is public. And that was a defining moment for me because it made it real all of a sudden. You know, we could be here sitting in the studio talking one-on-one and having our conversation. But the moment I realized that other people were listening to it, you know, I had my come to Jesus moment, like, <laughs> okay, well, this is public and the stakes were higher, and it, yeah. but it felt good. I also want to touch on something you said just about like, who do you think you are? That imposter syndrome. I think a lot of us speak about imposter syndrome in the workplace. There is like this certain fear that we sometimes inherently hold. I know for female professionals, it's, it's very common of like, who do we think we are to speak up, to have a voice and kind of feel like we're faking a lot. And I will never forget that I felt this way during one of my first public speaking sessions. And one of my mentors said to me, no one can take your story away from you. No one can take your experience away from you. So as long as you're sharing your experience and what you've gone through and what you um, what, what you believe based on the story that you have, no one can say otherwise. And that really stuck with me because 
we share so much of ourselves on on this podcast and people can take it or leave it, right? Yeah. People can learn from it or not. And we have to be okay with sharing, but okay with whatever the outcome is for someone else. Totally. And that's not up to us, right? And I think one of the grounding things too, that as you are thinking about the things that you may want to make happen and do is why are you doing this? So you have a vision, you're excited about it, but nothing can shake you from why you're doing what you're doing when you know that that reason is deep enough that any level of criticism will not knock you over. Totally. When Jackie and I come back to the why, we we really wanted to do this to be able to inspire authenticity and bravery in people and honestly challenge ourselves to step into that arena too. And so at the end of the day, anyone can say, who do you think you are? And I'm not saying that I think I'm anyone better than anyone else. I'm just someone who decided, yes, I'm going to go do this thing that I want and I'm going to just live in my why and allow other people to decide how they want to take it. Yeah. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. In the last 100 years, we've seen financial markets swing, new currencies come and go, decades of savings lost in days, all showing that a retirement plan without a guarantee, quite simply, isn't enough. So more than a retirement plan, TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life, a promise that pays off. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. I'm Kwame Christian, and I am the CEO of the American Negotiation Institute, and I want you to check out my podcast, Negotiate Real Change. Listen to conversations with leaders in the diversity, equity, and inclusion space, and learn the secrets behind what it really takes to become a successful advocate, ally, and change maker in your organization. Check out Negotiate Real Change on your favorite podcast player. And we opened this episode with our question, like we always do, what were your in the arena moments this year? And I'd love to hear, Leah, what were some of your memorable moments from this year and reflecting upon 2019? One of the first ones that came up for me was we had this idea, you know, originally when we started this podcast, we didn't really know exactly how it was all going to shape out. We had a ton of topics and we were like, great, we'll just talk about these topics. And very quickly, I think we also recognize the value of having other people come on to this podcast. I think that's that's huge. I'm really excited to do more of that next year. But we obviously wanted to share a lot of who we are and then kind of move in that direction. Our first person we had on our podcast was Jeff Becker. He's an employee at LinkedIn. He also runs two businesses and he came on and was willing to share his experience. One of the things Jeff said was that he has limitless energy for important things. And that stuck so deeply with me because I was like, oh my God, even in the moment I was thinking about our podcast and how there were other things I could be doing, but I was happy spending time on the weekends and at night working on this. And we were happy doing that because it was important. So I just loved that quote. I think that also leads into all the other interviews that we've had. It's just getting people on the podcast to sit down with them and hear what they have to say. And actually, even by doing that, we're putting them in the arena too. Oh, 100%. I'm very excited for next year. As you mentioned, we'll be doing some more interviews, which will be awesome. And I couldn't agree more with that quote. It really just shows us that we have choice in life to to really decide what matters most and where we want to spend our time. Yeah. What Um, were some of yours? Yeah. So one of my favorite moments was when we were prepping for the episode around stepping into your power. Mm -hmm. Um, We talked about it on the episode, how we kind of went from point A to B to C, but we were in this conference room and we were whiteboarding and we had an entire whiteboard of ideas and we just realized how stuck we were getting from really taking that step into our power and into the vulnerable space that had to come up for us to really be and and show our true colors and show what, what was important 
important to us on this podcast. And so that moment was such an aha for me because we talk so much about being authentic and openly sharing and we were getting stuck and and kind of the awareness of how we were getting stuck and how we got through that together as a team was such an experience for me. Yeah, and we, uh, if you can visualize this, so I'm like a big whiteboarder and I'm always like, I need to be in my creative space. And so we had whiteboarded all of these things that we were thinking we could talk about. And what we realized in planning this episode is we'd crossed off almost everything that was vulnerable to talk about and said, well, we can't talk about that. And we had to realize like we were not in our own power and we also weren't setting an example for anyone else who would want to be in their power. Yeah, that was a that was a funny moment. And I'd say another one of my moments that stick out to me is when we interviewed Rosanna DeRuthi, mm-hmm. uh, Global Head of Diversity, Inclusion and Belonging at LinkedIn. She is just such a powerhouse, but such a calming presence. And the wisdom that she brought into the studio and onto our episode that day was just, she knocked it out of the park. And mm-hmm. I learned so much from her and during that day. And um, it was just a great moment being with her. In the yeah. Studio. And I, you know, when I think about that moment, too, I also want to, again, come back to the network, right? Sometimes you feel like the people or places or things you want, again, are not accessible. You are probably not more than six degrees of separation away from most of those people, places, or things. And so I want to, again, just pause on the fact that, you know, the way that we were able to get into this studio to record, our executive sponsor, and then getting to speak with Rosanna were all things that someone might say that's not attainable, but we actually found ways to do that through our networks. Yeah. When we think through what we gained from this experience, because, again, when you do this reflection and what we've recognized is almost very similar to what we've talked about in in one of our last episodes around what did you learn from this, right? Asking that question what did you learn? What did you gain? A big piece of reflection is looking back on that goal that you set for yourself. And while you're in it and while you're kind of getting past it and moving on to the next step and the next piece of the journey, understanding what you gain from it so that you can use that moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that what I gained from what you just explained was that it is attainable, right? And we can reach for the stars. And when we think about 2020 and our planning and the type of people that we want to bring onto our podcast, it is all attainable and we can do it. And, and that belief and really showing that we've already done it is really giving me that excitement right now yeah. and energy. Yeah. And I'm I'm an Enneagram type seven. So I'm the enthusiast. And the enthusiast is always mm-hmm. looking at possibility and what can happen. And, you know, I'm always talking to Jackie and I'm like, we're going to have Brene Brown on here. We're going to have Malcolm Gladwell. Who else can we bring on the podcast? And I actually do believe those things are possible. One of the things that I think about when I think about what we gain, it's interesting. We talked about having this sense of pride and pride is actually an uncomfortable thing for me. I am not good at saying like, oh, I did something well. I feel like I also am someone who is probably harder on myself. So when I do something, even if it's good, I'm thinking like, well, you should have done that thing, you know, versus, wow, I'm really proud of myself for doing that thing. So that comes up for me because I am really proud of us. And it's uncomfortable because it's it's something that's public and it's out there and it's not typical for me to, to do things like this. I second that. I think pride can sometimes get a negative connotation, but there's such beauty in being proud of your accomplishments and proud of what you've put onto this earth and also knowing that we are impacting people. And I think anchoring on that can make us feel proud. I, I, I totally agree with that. I think what's also interesting for our listeners is that Leah and I are friends and we're colleagues and we're partners in this podcast. And so it's been a journey for us in terms of working together. You know, she mentioned nights and weekends. There are times when we get together to do just business and we have to say, okay, we are focusing on the work that we're doing.
doing, our podcast, some other things that we're doing at LinkedIn, and not talking about our personal lives. And really, the term that comes to my mind is boundaries and really having to set those boundaries between personal and professional. Definitely a learning experience for us. Yeah. And figuring out when we can make sure that we actually have a personal relationship still, because that's what brought us to this point is having that relationship. The other thing that I really like, and I'm writing something on this right now, is around commitment and how commitment can feel different depending on what you're doing. There are probably a bunch of times I can think of where if I had put this much effort into something that I had committed to, it would have turned out differently. But the reason that I'm so driven, again, it comes back to this why of why you're doing this thing. The reason I'm so driven to to do this and work on weekends or nights is because of how much I care about it. I was in a coaching course earlier this year and we talked about commitment. And some people said commitment feels like a straight jacket. And other people said commitment feels like freedom. And other people said commitment feels, eh, I don't really like doing it. I want to be able to just do whatever I want whenever I want. And so I always come back to this funny feeling of like, I remember when commitment has felt like a straight jacket and this has never felt that way. And so what I want to just impart is also the idea that when you're in the right space doing something that really matters to you, your commitment feels like freedom. It does. It feels like growth. It feels like something you want to deeply, you deeply want to do. And I feel really lucky actually to to have that feeling about this. I think that is such a powerful statement right there. Commitment is liberation when you're aligned to the goal or the thing that you're working on, the thing that you're committed to. The other thing I'll I'll throw in there too, I was trying to kind of figure out how to verbalize this. One of the things that I think happens, and Jackie, you you and I talked about this, is when we think about fulfillment, we talk a lot about that on this podcast, we think about the idea that fulfillment is the attainment of a thing or a person or an experience. Even in like recent episodes, you talked about feeling like you had your script written. And so great, if I get the dog and live in the apartment and have the married life, like that is fulfillment. That's what I thought it was. That's what you thought, yeah. (laughs) That's not what what it is. Right? And there are times for me where I thought if I'm doing this by this age or I'm making this much money by this point or whatever, I will then be fulfilled. And one of the concepts that I really love, that I'd love for you all to think about too is Actually, that fulfillment is not the achievement of the thing. The fulfillment you really experience is in saying, I have a desire to do something, to create something, and then I'm going to put the effort towards it and actually seeing it in motion. So earlier we talked about just sitting here and going, oh, yeah, we're sitting in the studio like we always do. And what we realized is we didn't feel some crazy rush of fulfillment when we released the podcast. We really went, oh shit, this is happening. But the fulfillment was, oh my God, we had something that we really cared about doing. We put effort towards it and it actually came to fruition. Yeah. And I think the fruition piece kind of brings me to the final thing around seeing the fruits of your labor, right? There is so much fulfillment in that. And we are so excited to continue this journey in 2020. This is just the start. This is just Mm -hmm. the beginning of In the Arena. We want to thank you all so much for listening, for giving us your feedback, for giving us your encouragement throughout the year. You are what makes this so great. We just love being in the arena with you. Mm -hmm. um, And we're just excited to continue this journey as we move into the new year. Yeah, we cannot wait. And Jackie said it all. Thanks for coming on the journey with us. Thanks for being here. For more of In the Arena, you can find us on iTunes or Spotify under In the Arena LinkedIn. Thanks again and have a great day.